Hello, hello, and welcome to Art House Garage, the snob-free film podcast where we make art house, indie, classic, and foreign cinema accessible to the masses. I'm your host, Andrew Sweatman, and you are listening to part one of our Best of 2022 special. In this episode, film critic Russell Miller joins the show to talk about our favorite 2022 performances, movie moments, and much more. And then next week in part two, we'll dive into our top 10 films of the year. Stick around. Before we get into the show, don't forget Art House Garage has a Patreon. Sign up today for extended episodes, bonus episodes, video episodes, and ad-free episodes. All that, plus a discount on merch in the Art House Garage shop. Go to patreon.com slash arthousegarage today, or find a link in the show notes. Okay, back to the show. Welcome to Art House Garage. 2022 is drawing to a close, and it's been quite a year for movies. One of the things I love doing every year on the podcast is looking back at the movie year and reflecting on some of the best films, performances, and scenes of the year. Here to help me do just that is my friend Russell Miller. Russell is a film critic out of North Carolina, writing his own reviews over at Miller's Movies. I'll link to that and to his Twitter in the show notes. Russell has come on the show a handful of times before. And it's always a pleasure when he does. Russell Miller, welcome back to Art House Garage. And how are you today? I'm doing great. Ready to break yeah, down I'm the excited top, to... 10 lists, top 10 movies. Yes. Best exactly. of the year. So what, speaking of, so the, the way we're going to do this, we're, we are going to talk about the top 10. Uh, that's actually going to be in the next episode. We're going to split this into. Uh, so this time we're going to talk about our favorite comedies of the year, our favorite action films of the year our favorite uh, scores of the year, animated films, a variety of things, favorite movie moments is actually, we're going to, we're going to end on that. Um, but we're going to talk about a lot of different movies as we do that. And uh, I don't know, end of the year conversations just really, I think, as you said in a text earlier, just give a, an opportunity to, to really geek out about movies. And I think, uh, yeah, that's what we're going to do. So let's get into it. Um, so the first thing I wanted to ask you is, and I'll say this too. I'm going to ask, um, you know, what movie, this question is what movie made you laugh the most in 2022? But, uh, as I certainly am going to talk about more than one movie for each thing, even if it's, you know, going quickly. So, um, we're going to use this as an excuse to talk about a lot of things, but so what movie or movies made you laugh the most this year? Um, yeah, there's quite a few, like as far as, um, comedies of the year, there were some really good ones. I had uh, a really good time with bodies, bodies, bodies mm, yeah. um, over the summer. Um, and then uh, just, uh, just a couple months ago, bros bros yeah. was a lot of fun. I was cracking up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I was pretty surprised at how much I enjoyed that one. Uh, White noise just came out. Mm-hmm. And although that was more of kind of like a, a quirky humor, like not everybody mm-hmm. will be on the same page as that movie. Um, you know, that, that one is, uh, I found that one pretty entertaining. Um, the uh, Weird Al Yankovic movie, Weird. Oh, I haven't seen that, that yet still. That oh, was let me pretty watch good. Um, and then, yeah, like I really liked Thor. Um, mm-hmm. thought, 
Taika Waititi did a great job with that movie. There was a lot of great comedies, even uh, some of the low key movies I saw at a Sundance Emergency. Um, was oh, I've heard that's really good. Was really pretty funny. Like it, it, uh, it gets into some like cultural uh, things that um, I, I was like, oh my goodness, this is <laughs> the the kind of crazy. Um, scenarios that it plays with uh i mm. was like i really enjoyed that one um triangle of sadness hilarious mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just a lot of a lot of funny movies that uh yeah. i had a good time with watching this year yeah absolutely i i, I think you mentioned almost all of mine i was going to mention white noise as yeah as such a such an absurd and strange film i really they had a few moments that I laughed really hard in that movie, um, yeah. Triangle of Sadness, which is more of a cringe kind of a feeling. Uh, and I'm going to talk more about that movie later, but I love that one so much. Banshees of Inisherin is some of the most I've laughed, certainly in a movie this year. So many hilarious lines and just the turns of phrases and how witty um, yeah. and how funny those performers are. Now I'm sitting here next to you. And if you're going back inside, I'm following you inside. And if you're going home, I'm following you there too. Now, if I've done something to you, just tell me what I've done to you. And if I've said something to you, maybe I said something when I was drunk and I've forgotten it, but I don't think I said something when I was drunk and I've forgotten it. But if I did, then tell me what it was. And I'll say sorry for that too, Colin. With all my heart, I'll say sorry. Just stop running away from me like some fool of a moody schoolchild. But the one that I think, and you mentioned it, the one that I think just a laugh for a minute is bros. Yeah, just the most that I... I've just sat in the theater and laughed and laughed. We cannot afford to push our opening again. People will think we're in trouble. Maybe this whole place could fall apart. We need new ideas for what goes in the final mm-hmm. wing, and we need them now. Cherry, go. You know the blue whale hanging in the Museum of Natural History? Yes. What about that, but instead of the blue whale, it's a lesbian? Oh, no. Yeah, uh-uh. okay, well, yeah, we can't do that. What if the final exhibit was a recreation of a queer wedding? I like that. Okay, that I don't have. Tomorrow, that is so That's sweet. Great. I love that. And people can come and register for wedding gifts here. She's gonna write that. Oh my God, and no! That is old-fashioned, heteronormative nonsense. We need to get people to rethink history through a queer prism, not comfort them with another gay wedding, all right? It's a museum, it's not Shit's Creek. Oh, I like but Shit's I, Creek. I love Shit's Creek. That show has oh, layers. Right. Everyone loves Shit's Creek, great, okay. That's who you remind me of, Eugene Levy. Yes! Uh, my wife and I went and saw that and I just thought it was really funny. So that's the Judd Apatow uh, mm-hmm. film, uh, rom-com with Billy Eichner. And um, It was surprisingly yeah. sentimental. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. I wasn't expecting, like, at the end of the movie, like I all like my eyes welled up. I was like, this is like, <laughs> this is like a touching rom-com. Yes. Like <laughs> it really yeah. got me. It really is. And I think so like a movie like that, I, I always feel like, so a rom-com is going to hit certain beats. It has to have like yeah. oh, a meet cute and it has to have maybe a meeting the parents scene or like, there's going to be some yeah. conflict. So it's always like, how well is it going to do each of those things? And I thought bros did all of them really well um and yeah and was just hilarious the whole time so yeah that's my the one if i had to single out one as far as just number of laughs it would be bros well what was your favorite action movie of the year uh well i just watched avatar this week and yeah before i saw avatar would have been top gun 
Top Gun's just you know the summer movie, lots of action, and you know there was there was a few uh, you know decent action movies that we got over the summer. Um, Top Gun probably being you know the best, um, but then uh, but then Avatar was just I mean the entire third act was yeah James Cameron is a madman you know that guy's insane <laughs> he knows how to make an incredible blockbuster just amazing film. And, uh, yeah, it, it, uh, it was, uh, stunning in pretty much every way visually, you know, a movie can be. And so, yeah, I like when you said action movies, I thought about it for a second. I like first thought Top Gun, but then I was like, Avatar all the way. <laughs> it's, just, it's just undeniably uh, great. And a, a crowd pleaser, you know, a general audience score of 10 out of 10, like people just yeah. go nuts for that movie. Man, I, so I haven't seen it yet. I'm I'm hoping to see it the next week or so, uh, but you know it's it's long, and so I'm just trying to find find the time to go. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm really excited to see it because I yeah everyone seems to be raving about it, and I was someone who you know I like the first one fine, but and it seems yeah. like people in that boat are still falling in love with this one. So yeah. excited to see that one soon. I was going to mention Top Gun as well. Such a thrill. Uh, I got to see that on IMAX screening, and it was. Uh, it was wonderful. Um, the Northman I really liked earlier this year. I thought oh, yeah. it had a couple of really great action scenes. Uh, mm-hmm. In particular, there's one where they're kind of like, I don't know, pillaging into this village. Like It's like a single yeah, shot yeah. where he's climbing the wall at the beginning. That's an amazing action sequence. I thought The Woman King was fantastic. A lot of wonderful oh, action scenes there. Oh. That was really oh, good. Definitely. I thought about everything everywhere all at once. As yeah. you know, as crazy and zany as that movie is, there's some really great like martial arts action. <laughs> like yeah. as even as they're funny, like thinking about the Wayman fighting with the uh, fanny pack, and then like the trophy <laughs> scene with those two uh, <laughs> security guards. So funny, but like just also really well blocked yeah. and, and shot oh, yeah, action. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the action the action movie of the year for me though, I think, is RRR. The uh, uh, no. Indian film that is just that one up. I just over haven't the got top. It. It's it's so fantastic. I love it so much. It uh, I mean, so if you haven't seen RRR, it's on Netflix. But I mean, we have a scene towards the beginning of a guy fighting a tiger. We have um, I'm going to talk about some more of the as we get into favorite scenes. I have a couple things to mention from it. Um, <laughs> but I mean, it's just it's kind of like a picture of Fast and the Furious level, like over the top, like. We're going to throw mm-hmm. physics out the window a little bit, but just times 10 and also this great bromance at the center of it. Um, yeah. Love RRR. So that's, that's my favorite action film of the year for sure. Oh, Next cool. question. Which film had your favorite music this year? So that could be score or soundtrack. Um, well, I, uh, when I thought about the, uh, the best scores of the year, um, the first one that came to my mind was the Batman. I still really, really liked mm-hmm. that score. Um, 
And there was a couple others that, you know, I, I kind of got into, um, women talking. I really liked mm-hmm. Banshees. I really liked, um, but for our, like the North Carolina film critics, I think I just nominated the Batman as my number one pick of the year because it was so like, I don't necessarily want to call it iconic, but it was one of the more memorable scores of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and although I, I kind of felt like the original score, you know, um, was maybe a little bit muted this year, like the efforts, like last mm. year, I, I just fell in love with the, the power of the dog score. And I just, mm. oh yeah, that one's great. Over and over and over. Johnny yeah, Greenwood just <laughs> lays it down, man. Um, but, you know, th- there were some solid efforts this year. And I think Batman was one of the better ones that I can like just kind of queue up once in a while and listen to and, and really yeah, like kind of relive some of the sequences of the Batman. I, I like yeah, that score quite a bit. I was going to mention Batman also. I had I voted that one, I think, number two on my critics ballot. We voted one, two, three on, yeah. on those those categories. Uh, but yeah, I love the way it, it weaves in Ave Maria in a few different moments. Um, yeah, just like that that driving score that, that returns over and over is, is really, really good. I think it's fantastic. I think it's uh, Michael Giacchino, who yeah. is yeah. one of the best working. I also really love Bones and All this year. It's Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really good. Um, After Yang has a, a gorgeous, really gentle piano oh, score yeah. that I've played a few times. also has some electronic elements here and there um and then the one i want to highlight that's sort of an oddball pick is a horror movie called we're all going to the world's fair which is it actually played sundance in 2021 but it didn't release on streaming or theatrical in the u.s till 2022 so technically at least for my critics group it counted for our ballot um but it has original music by a guy named Alex G, who I, I discovered because of the film. And then he has a new album out this year that's really good, too. And it's kind of like folk singer-songwriter, also kind of shoegaze, kind of like 90s rock a little bit, but also really creepy sounding. And then so it works great in that film. And then it's just it, it really uh, it's just really moody generally mm. is all of his music. But it's a great it's a great score. But the one that I think is the best of the year is Women Talking. I think it's so, uh, it's, it's gorgeous. And I think it does just what that movie needs, which is like, it's kind of introspective. It, it's going to like, I mean, as soon as you hear it, you start thinking about 
the themes of the film yeah. um, and and some of the moments from the film and, and just like the way that movie makes you feel. And I think so much of that is the score. It's hard to pronounce the last name. It's Icelandic, I believe. So in your voting, you had women talking is the first and Batman is second. That's right. Yeah. And then I had that reversed. I had oh nice Batman one and women talking second. Yeah. Yeah. And then I got after Yang in there as well. But um, Hildur also did uh, the Tar score. Yeah. And it's interesting rewatching Tar. At one point, the character Lydia Tar mentions a few like modern composers and mentions Hilder. Uh, um, I'm not going to pronounce the last name uh, <laughs> in, in the text of the film, which I was like, Oh, that's cool. I didn't notice that the first time. Um, but anyway, but yeah, I think women talking is fantastic. So that's my favorite score of the year. Um, what about animated movies? What was your favorite animated thing this year? Um, so I, I really like there, there's a few animated movies that kind of, uh, let me down like i was expecting a little bit more from them but didn't didn't uh get you know quite uh uh, quite as into them as i thought i would but the ones that were kind of like up near the top would have been uh well you you really like turning red that's still one of my favorite (laughs) favorite animated movies of the year Mm -hmm. uh the sea beast was was oh yeah quite quite uh delightful and netflix animated movie um and then Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio was was um, really pretty fantastic. I enjoyed that uh, that animated movie. That that's probably my favorite. Um, uh, you know, out of all the animated movies of the year, I thought that was, nice. despite the fact that they've rehashed the Pinocchio story several times <laughs> twice in this year just now, the yeah. last couple of years. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, that that guy just doesn't miss very often. Yeah. He, yeah. he has such a unique and clever way of of you know um spinning movies and and uh mm-hmm. adding his own personal flares and um just just the look and the design of the characters you know you can see that it's that it's um you know coming from his his brain all the way and i really enjoyed pinocchio quite a bit yeah with stop motion like that i always love like when it's just really intricately designed and it very much is and you know he loves monsters and there's he gets to yeah. play with that and yeah that movie is a lot of fun uh, visually absolutely i thought about actually um isle of dogs a few years ago just as mm. like the really intricate because like from phantasm mr fox to isle of dogs you can see like quite a progression as far as how um complex i've seen fox but i haven't seen dogs isle of dogs is really good and yeah the animation it's like it's definitely a step up of uh how sophisticated it is and yeah, yeah. so i'll recommend that one wes anderson fan over oh, here yeah. but um yeah. Yeah, so I was going to mention Turning Red. I still love that movie. So it's my, definitely my favorite Pixar of the year. 
Um, and you know, it's one that plays at my house at least once a week. Yeah. So I've seen it, I've seen it a million times. Right. Um, you I also really like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And yeah, we not only watch the movie, but listen to the music constantly. But, um, I was also going to mention, uh, Apollo 10 and a half, oh, a space age, yeah. uh, childhood, which is, um, Richard Linklater's film this year, which is Rotoscope, which is an interesting. So there's actually two films that were kind of disqualified initially for the Oscars for animated uh, mm-hmm. award, but then they backtracked after having some discussions and Apollo Ten and a Half counts, mm-hmm. uh, and then also Marcel the Shell with shoes on, oh, which yeah. is my favorite animated film of the year. Really? Um, yeah, that's my that's my choice. Some debate over whether that's an actual animated film or whether it just utilizes exactly. some of the but uh, yeah and so that's part of it is like you don't realize quite how much of it is animated yeah. um, like some of the behind the scenes stuff i've seen like a lot more than you realize is is actually animated mm-hmm. and also like just the intricacy of we shot this with the animation and we shot it without and like had to lay that together like yeah. that i'm really impressed by that but i also just think it's a beautiful movie and um yeah. works on an emotional level yeah, I should, and i, I have the nostalgia it. and all that but go ahead yeah I was gonna say I, uh, I I showed it to my kids just uh, the other week for the we watched it for the first time. I finally was able to catch up with it, and they uh, they liked it. So one of their Christmas presents I ordered from from uh, Walmart nice. is just one of the Marcel like stuff. Oh, cool! Boys, they can have to play with. <laughs> I want to get one of those. That's great. Yeah, <laughs> if I, I had it, right, yeah. I would have known. I would have uh, brought it. And I could have showed <laughs> it to your uh, yeah. video watchers. <laughs> well, let's move on to the next question, which is. What movie scared you the most this year? Well, there was a couple of scary movies. There wasn't too many. It was mainly just like good suspense. Like, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Like, I agree. I didn't have anything that really terrified me. I was like, this is more like yeah. I realized. Like, I guess I just want to know your favorite horror movies because yeah, Resurrection was was, was really was really mm-hmm. a trip. Um, Nanny, uh, Nanny from, was great. Yeah. Sundance, really Nanny that. and uh, and Hatching. I got to see both of those in Sundance, and those are both pretty, uh, um, you know, pretty good suspense movies. Um, Fresh, really enjoyed mm-hmm. the suspense. That was a uh, was pretty pretty good. Same thing. Fresh, the menu had good suspense. Uh, the one the one movie I will say that got me a, a couple of times was I got to see uh, the Black Phone in the theater oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, it had a couple of times when uh, you know like oh dear yeah. god <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was the one that uh, that probably got me the like you know the most kind of like startled the the uh, you know the jump scares that mm-hmm. it goes for um but yeah nothing that really kind of like terrified me to yeah you know <laughs> yeah i agree i forgot about the black the phone <laughs> yeah 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 i loved the black phone i thought it was really good and yeah, yeah just like it's almost just like the premise is scary and then it's like what's the story that's going to play out within that because like i don't know just like ethan hawk's villain and that is, oh, is yeah. uh i mean anytime we're dealing with children you know it's that kind of ups the ante i guess yeah emotionally but yeah i thought that was a good a really good film i want to mention again we're all going to the world's fair strange film not not a jump scare kind of a movie it's it's all kind of mood and tone there's a couple of sequences that were i guess you call it psychological horror like um Hmm. yeah i I can't really get into without spoiling it i'm realizing right now but i do (laughs) recommend that movie Um, 
the one that I think maybe the most fun horror movie of the year would be Barbarian, which is just uh, I think it's so many sound. twists and, and you have no idea what's coming next. Uh, and, I, and I just really enjoyed it a lot. I think my favorite horror things of the year were X and Pearl, the Ty West mm-hmm. films that kind of uh, one's a prequel to the other. But yeah, I think both doing really interesting things with genre. Um, one like Pearl is like, what if the Wizard of Oz was like an effed up horror movie? <laughs> um, and, and then X has a lot of things I really like as well. Uh, so I think those are my favorite. And X has so a, some. Oh yeah, and they I both have see. some pretty scary moments. I'd say too, um, really? you know, just just solid slashers. Yeah, especially X. There's uh, there's some some surprises here and there, but yeah. yeah. Well, oh, I, yeah, so I'm waiting my, for the, the last one to come out, and, and then I'll yeah. watch them all together. Yeah, that's what. I yeah, I'm definitely thinking. gonna do a a triple feature podcast episode. I'm actually already oh. talked to someone about it whenever that comes, but that's going to be, I think midway through the year, but, yeah, but yes, yeah. big fan of those. Actually, I'm going to talk about X again in a little bit here. Um, what was your favorite documentary this year? Um, so yeah, I, that's, this is, this is probably like out of all the, you know, different, mm-hmm. you know, types of movies, um, probably the weakest link as far as, um, like I just didn't get to do this category justice, uh, at least I as feel far the same as like way about myself, so yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like a majority of the movies I got to see, uh, the, the uh, documentary titles I got to see were actually from Sundance Film Festival back in January. Mm-hmm. I got to see at least four. I got to see Navalny, uh, The Janes, mm-hmm. Exiles, Fire of Love, and then I think I've only watched like one or two more this year. I didn't get to see Goodnight Oppie. I started watching it and I only got 10 minutes in and then the the screener link that I had freaked out and it wouldn't let mm-hmm. me keep watching it. Um, and then uh, I, I had uh, the uh, Descendants and Territory on my list. I haven't gotten to watch those. So I feel like, um, yeah, like I, I, I mean, I, I really loved Fire of Love. It was, you know, like mind-blowing amazing footage that they were yeah, able to yeah. capture um navalny is timely and uh, incredible um but yeah I, I just didn't get to see all of the ones that good night oppie like i love space i love science mm. like traveling you know the universe the cosmos i love that kind of stuff but i you know after i got 10 minutes in i, I was like this is awesome <laughs> i want to watch this and then i couldn't finish it yeah the bummer i want to say that one's going to be on amazon or something before too long to yeah to yeah it should be pretty soon but, but yeah i've heard really good things about that too uh i haven't didn't catch up with that yeah i felt the same way i was like you know there's some titles that i've heard are so good like all the beauty in the bloodshed is supposed yeah. to be great uh, and i haven't caught up with it yet um there's at least a, a handful of others that are like the documentaries to see this year that i am just behind on but the ones that i did see and really liked um there's one called Retrograde, which it's from uh, Matthew Heineman is a, the documentarian. He did the movie The First Wave last year, or maybe two years ago. Uh, yeah. That's about the first wave of COVID. Yep. He's also, he's like pretty prominent, I guess, as a documentarian. Those are the only two things I've seen of his. But the first wave was just so gut-wrenching and, and so emotional. Retrograde was the same. Retrograde is about, so the first wave is actually it's in a hospital during the first wave of COVID. And it's just the access he gets is incredible and it's yeah it's 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 horrifying but it's it's really really well made um 
retrograde is about Afghanistan and the decision to pull the troops out. And, mm. um, you know, I'm not like into foreign policy or the military. Like I probably should care more about those things, <laughs> but this movie was so like thrilling and emotional and, um, just really painted a picture of the challenges that are going to continue to be faced over there. And it's the kind of thing that's like, okay, now I'm going to pay attention to the news about this because it's like, it's up to the minute stuff that happened this in the last, um, you know, nine months or so. Yeah. So definitely recommend retrograde. Um, and then I also watched the story of film, a new generation. Um, so that's, that's an interesting one where there was the story of film and odyssey, which is this like 13 hour series that came out about mm-hmm the history of cinema this guy named mark cousins who's a, a film critic and filmmaker who's a really just a really interesting guy i got to interview him actually with this new one which was really oh, cool. cool um this one's called the story of film a new generation so essentially that one is the old one is like 13 episodes and then he's made two new episodes that are looking at film now and kind of looking to the future about what film is going to be and i just as a cinema nerd it's a lot of fun and um and also just memorable because i got to talk to him which is really cool right. um but then my favorite documentary of the year is one you mentioned, Fire of Love. I love that mm-hmm. film. Not only it has the mind-blowing footage that you mentioned, but it also has just like such interesting looks at them as artists because they are artists, even though they're also scientists. And like art and science is such an interesting thing going hand in hand in the film. Their marriage is such an interesting, unusual thing. Um, yeah. So definitely recommend that one. And that one you can watch at home on Disney Plus right now. So Fire of Love, highly recommend. Well, the next question, I originally had what movie made you cry the most this year, but I changed it just to say what was the most moving film or what are some of the most moving films um, this year for you? Um, yeah, so uh, there was uh, there was a few movies that move me, like make me reflect on life and you know mm-hmm. stuff like that tend to be some of my favorites. Um, so I'm going to kind of like tread lightly here. Um, yeah, we're going to talk all the, the best favorites at the end. In, in yeah, the exactly. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, uh, yeah. But there's a few that I'll just mention briefly um, that, you know, I won't really be talking about too much later. Um, mm. Happening. Happening mm. yeah. um, oh, man. was really, really powerful, really, um, uh, you know, a, just an incredible story. And um harrowing like oh god dear mm-hmm. lord like that movie just um you know sets it back that's one that's like bit. yeah so it's about reproductive rights and but it's yep, set you know so long ago and it's it's like it's one of those things like it's sad that it's so timely still yeah, yeah. It, it's uh still it feels very relevant to today sadly yep. but yeah yeah and uh so that was one that really kind of like you know just sucker punches you right in the right in the yeah. you know, knocks the wind out of you all quiet on the western front another one that you know mm-hmm. was really kind of you know saving private ryan-esque um mm-hmm. fantastic war movie um all in all in uh, spoken german for the most part mm-hmm. um till till was another good yeah. one mm-hmm. um you know very moving very touching um sad <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, broker broker was good mm, yeah broker's uh, great yeah yeah very uh very good story that uh you know very moving i enjoyed uh yeah quite quite a few of those movies um that uh you know kind of 
kind of get to you a little bit. And, um, even if you don't like kind of break down and you're know, like bawling your eyes out, you know, that, that are, um, you know, just emotionally kind of overwhelming at times. Yeah. Yeah. Good, solid movies. I love all those choices. Yeah. I was going to mention all quiet on the Western front as well. I thought, uh, you know, I don't watch a ton of war movies either. Like I mentioned earlier, like, but, but I thought it was really, really well made and uh, yeah, very emotional. I actually, when we talk about favorite scenes, I have something I'm going to mention from it. Um, mm. The Fablemans as well. I uh, thought that movie was really great. It, um, I wouldn't say it was one of my favorites of the year, but it, uh, especially that op- come some of the opening sequences of him as a child. I, I mean, I just was really teary watching it. I thought it was really, really good. Um, and I thought that that child actor really captured, you know, something about the innocence of childhood and like being frightened and, and somehow yeah. finding some solace in, in cinema, which I thought was really cool. Um, after Yang is a movie that I find really emotional. Uh, you know, I even just like pulling up a YouTube clip and hearing some of that music and, and kind of getting into the, the mood and the tone of that film. And it just, it just such an emotional movie. Um, but then the one for me that is, was the most emotional was women talking, which there's so it's such a rich thematically rich movie about um you know a religious trauma and mm-hmm. uh, it's just kind of scene after scene although it's, it's not it's just choir, man. Yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> um and actually i would say this about till as well so till i was also going to mention so emotional uh such a uh, horrifying story but what that movie does really well i think is also brings in hope and and actually at the end it kind of ties it to modern day in a way with what kind of speech she gives. Um, mm-hmm. So it does a good job of not being just only so dour and same with women talking, you know, that the movie could have just been a tear fest the whole time. And it kind of was for me, but there's also some moments of lightness. Like we have the young kids in, in the barn as well for a lot of it. And, and they were kind yeah. of bringing in some, some laughter in different moments that I thought worked really well. But yeah, as far as just the most moving, I think it's gotta be women talking. There you go. Um, what about cinematography? Which film looked the best for you this year? Well, there was a movie that um, I got to watch. I think it was either at the end of October or the start of November. Probably was the start of November that I was like, this is by far like one of the most cinematic movies I've seen in a long time. And that movie was Decision to Leave. Oh, um, nice. yeah. that movie was incredibly cinematic. Like every time, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're turning the camera around. It's like some amazing shot that it's capturing. And I'm just like, this is, this is stunning. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and so that, that movie left like, you know, a, a mark on me as far as like, uh, incredible visually stunning films. But then I just watched avatar a couple of days ago and that, <laughs> that movie like it's it's un it's indescribable how just sequence after sequence of breathtaking visuals in that movie it, like wow. i can't i can't put it into words so i'm not going to try but uh, but yeah like <laughs> when when it came to our our voting for best cinematography like i just wrote down avatar and left the rest blank I, like like <laughs> decision to leave would have had it in a walk but Avatar mm-hmm. just like walked past that and just kept on going. Wow. Like, it's just like, 
<laughs> there's, there's just no movie that I've seen in many years that just purely from a visual standpoint, it, it just like inundates you with, with amazing effects and just the, the shots are unbelievable. And yeah, it's, it's completely overwhelming for, for a majority of the runtime. I got to see it. It's I'm yeah, the, the hype is growing and growing for me. So I'm excited to see that um, decision to leave. I thought was great too. I, I wish I'd seen it on a big screen. Yeah. Um, yeah it, it looks really fantastic. Uh, even on the small screen. There's a few um, movies that I just like wanted to see on the big screen. And that was mm-hmm. one of them. And I'm so disgusted. Like I, I had gotten a screener. And it had my name like tattooed in the middle of it. So yeah, I had to yeah. watch this movie with my name <laughs> and I'm just like, man, come on. Like, yeah. You're killing me here. You're killing me smalls. <laughs> but even so that great cinematography comes. Yeah. Through. You gotta yeah. Love it. No um, it. <laughs> for cinematography for me, I actually all quiet on the Western front. I thought looked uh, great. Yeah. And so it's kind of dingy and like gray for a lot of it, mm-hmm. but, um, kind of the horrors of wars is what that's all about and so i thought that was good well top gun obviously is and quite an achievement because everything i mean everything's real basically there's very little visual effect there um so that's really just impressive from a camera camera work point of view certainly um i love after yang's cinematography actually um it just it's it's not very showy but it's um Again, just fits the tone of the film. <laughs> it fits the tone of the film so well. It's like so gentle and, and it feels sci-fi futuristic, but it also yeah. feels so lived in. And Koganada yeah. always has nature involved. Like they have court courtyards in their houses. So you're seeing the trees and yeah. just such a lovely, beautiful uh, look to that film. Um, and then one more that I'll mention, I thought Bones and All looked really great. And it was, mm-hmm. I think I had... I don't know what I'd come out of. I'd seen it. I've been watching a lot of stuff. And then I watched that on the big screen actually, since it was playing. And um, I just felt in the first five minutes, like, man, this cameraman knows what they're doing and they're taking care of me. And it just feels so nice to feel taken care of in that way. Like it was just whip pans and like just doing interesting things and not just the same, you know, wide shots that you get in a lot of things. Um, So I thought Bones and All was great, but yeah, after Yang is probably my favorite, but there you go. Well, Let's move on into performances then, because they're I mean, this is something that we voted on in our critics group. Yep. I think that you did as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so top three supporting performances. Actually, I'm going to talk about four or maybe five. So however many you want, but what are your favorite performances? Well, if I'm limited to three, can I just roll with the three chicks from Women Talking and we call it a day? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. On my ballot, we have Best Ensemble and Women Talking with my choice there. Just yeah, I nominated it for Best yeah. Ensemble, but I mean, Claire Foy, Jesse Buckley, and uh, mm-hmm. Rooney Rooney Mara are just unbelievable. Um, yeah, there, there's uh, some other supporting performances um, that I liked in uh, like. In Banshees of Inishirin, uh, Carrie Condon and uh, yeah. mm-hmm. Barry Keoghan. Oh, man, yeah. he did such a great He's job. So in that movie. <laughs> he, I, I was, was going like, to talk about him in a second. He's so uh, good. Yeah. But uh, I mean, like, if, like I, I, the, the women talking trio are just so incredible. Like, it, it, if I, I can't remember, I'm trying to even remember now in what order I put them in. Um, mm. I think I, I think I did put Claire Foy at, at number one 
Mm-hmm. And then I think I put Rooney at two and then Jesse at three. But yeah, I, th- yeah, they're they're just so amazing. It's hard to pick one over the other, but they're just all so good. Yeah. <laughs> Completely agree. And so I, I had a similar feeling. And actually, I was looking at like, and so we get the emails. It's like, for your consideration in these categories, they actually seems like they're uh, campaigning Rooney Mara as lead actress, which is, I mean... I feel like maybe she has we'll a little move. bit more screen time because, <laughs> and cause she has like the relationship with Ben Wishaw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so maybe she gets a little bit more to do in the film yeah. than the others, but it's such an even handed performance that, yeah, that feels weird to me. But, um, but yeah, I think I would probably go with Rooney out of the three of them, but they're all so good. I agree. Uh, other performing, actually I have Ben Wishaw down for this too. I thought he was yeah. so great in women talking yeah. as well. I was going to mention Barry Keoghan as well in Banshees of Inishir and um, in Everything Everywhere All at Once. Both Ki Huy Kwan and Stephanie Hsu, I think, are really, really great. Mm-hmm. Um, but then one of my very favorites, and this is actually who I voted for supporting actress, is Hong Chao in The Whale, which I, I feel like I've seen her in a mm-hmm. few things here and there. Yeah. And she plays sort of his friend in that film. And uh, I just thought she was fantastic uh, from from start to finish. Um we may talk more about that film later. Uh, I ended up being a bit more mixed on the film as a whole, but I really liked the performances, especially hers. So mm-hmm. there you go. There's my supporting performances. Yeah. What about lead performers? Any, uh, any standouts there? Um, so the ones that I wrote down uh, were Rebecca Hall and resurrection. Hmm. Um, man, like she, like every moment she's on the screen in that movie is just like, completely captivating like you just can't take I didn't, your eyes I didn't catch up with that one i'm hating oh, myself i loved her in the night house last year yeah. i thought she was so great but yeah anyway sorry to interrupt you no the resurrection uh, yeah it's 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 a wild movie like i said good suspense the, the movie as a whole is is uh you know like maybe a, a step or two down from what she is doing mm. but she is just incredible and i feel so terrible that for the most part, those types of performances, just like uh, uh, the um, the lady from Us that should have gotten an Oscar nomination, um, Lupita uh, Lupita Nyong'o. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. She didn't get a nomination for Us when she did such an incredible yeah, oh my gosh. performance so, so in good. Us. Uh, but the same thing, like Rebecca Hall, she just like blew me away, and you know, I feel bad that she probably won't get much love from like critics groups and, you know, mm. certainly not uh, the award ceremonies, but uh, at least for our critics group, like I put her in number one, cause she, she just nice. does some incredible work in, in resurrection. Um, and the other ones that I had were, um, were Brendan Fraser in the whale. I was really, really impressed with, uh, with his performance. Um, another captivating performance where just everything he's doing on screen is, is just, yeah. Oh God. When he just like, like goes to town, just like eating anything and everything inside. I'm just like, yeah. Oh, oh God. Oh God. Stop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think I'll ever eat another meatball sub. And then the last one that I had was uh, Eden Dambreen, the, the little boy that plays oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Adam in Close. I nominated oh, him for gosh, Best he's Actor. So good in that film. I, and I nominated him for Best Actor in, in our critics group because it, he, he's, uh, we didn't we don't have a, a um, like Best Youth performance. Yeah, yeah. 
um, emerging actor or something. I wish yeah, we had to, but we don't. Yeah. Which I would have nominated him for that as well. But like just every frame that he is in, in that movie, you know, most of them, he's like crying. And, and because yeah, he breaks your heart, but like, he's so captivating too. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, he kind of gets, gets like an edge over some of the known actors because we've never mm-hmm. seen him before. So we can't like associate him with him being the little boy from the Sandlot or, you know, some other movie, you know, that we've seen before, you know, he's just this unknown kid that's got talent like oozing out of his ears. And he just like gets in front of the camera and just turns it on. Like at the yeah. flip of a switch, I'm like, who is this child? Like, you know, yeah. what, what yeah. Like, who created this robot child that can do this? Like this kid is unbelievable. <laughs> <It's wild. laughs> yeah. And so I, I had to nominate him because he's just yeah. unbelievable. He has these incredible expressive eyes where you're like, like I see like very seasoned professionals where like you can sense what's going on underneath, yeah. but like, yeah, he's a kid. It's so incredible. Yeah. I, I, he's not on my list. I wasn't going to talk about him, but I wish I had. So I'm just going to say now that I completely agree. He's fantastic. <laughs> Um, I have a few to mention, uh, Michelle Yeoh, I think is so good in everything, everywhere, all at once yeah. and doing so many different things, but you know, as just like the overbearing mother figure at the beginning and then where it, where it all goes from there. And then she gets to do her, her Kung Fu martial arts things. And, uh, all, all that is so good. Um, I love Javier Bardem in a film called the good boss, which mm-hmm. another one that's like technically 2022, but and actually it qualified for the Oscars last year, but mm. it didn't release here till this year. Uh, and it played, uh, actually played in Little Rock, which, you know, we don't always get smaller films like that, but it was mm. Spain's, last year was Spain's uh, Oscar film like that they put forward. Mm. Uh, and it's a dark comedy. He's the the boss of this factory. Um, and it's very much about, he's sort of like this father figure, uh, but he's also, it's very clear, right at the beginning that he's not such a good guy. The good boss is a very um, uh, satirical title or, or ironic title. Um, but there's stuff about workers' rights. There's it's there's all kinds of stuff, but he's so good. He's he's being very funny, doing a lot of subtle kind of things. Um, yeah, so fantastic. Love, love him in that. Um, Tondiwe Newton in the film God's Country. Oh. Just incredible. She's doing such such great work. I had her at number two on my uh, lead act- actresses. Oh, really? um, yeah, I, again, I like what we're talking about with Close, like so much mm-hmm. under the surface. Like there's moments where you know what she's thinking and feeling, but it's just wordless. And uh, that film is, is fantastic. And she's a lot of the reason for it. I mean, actually, it's fantastic across the board, but she's really, really good. Um, Kate Blanchett in Tar was my my first pick. I know you're not the biggest fan of Tar. Uh, I, 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 cannot, she... I cannot dispute Kate Blanchett's work in that movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's so good. No denying what she. Well, does it's such an interesting screen. thing because I when I sat down to watch it, I you know I was like, oh, I'm going to pay attention to Kate Blanchett because you know it's Oscar buzz kind of a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the maybe the first five ten minutes, I had this feeling like like it. Like, I don't know if I love this performance. And it was, it was like, it feels too calculated. Like, like, I feel like I can see her acting a little bit, mm-hmm. but then as the movie went on, I realized, no, I'm seeing Lydia Tarr acting. And actually the levels of that, because yeah. as we learn more about her character, that, that she is often putting on a front. Um, so 
when I kind of had that gradual realization, I was like, oh, this is really good. So I thought she was great. <laughs> um, but my very favorite performance of the year is Colin Farrell in Banshees of Inisherin. Oh, yeah. I think he's so fantastic in that. He's hilarious. He's heartbreaking. He's he's just like this boyish, like clean cut version of Colin Farrell that is uh, he, he's just like really magnetic, but also just does exactly what that film needs. Like and, and just like the physical comedy, the verbal comedy. Uh, it's doing so many different things. I love when a, a, a performance can be both really funny and really heartbreaking, and he nails that in that movie. So. Yeah, and that's my favorite Colin Farrell, and just so many good Colin Farrell things this year. But that was my oh, favorite one. Definitely. Well, let's talk about scenes. I think we're all the way up to our favorite scenes. So for this, I was going to try to you know do just a few, but I kept writing more and more like things. <laughs> so a lot of mine, I'm just going to be like, oh, this scene from this was great, and this scene. So exactly. I'm going to yeah. kind of list, but I'll talk about a couple kind of in detail. Yeah. yeah. So do, should we go back and forth then? Actually, since we have so many. Sure. I, I mean, whatever. Uh, yeah. I'm getting well, you go first then. Tell us, tell us one of your favorites. Uh, yeah, I don't want to like spoil the movies. Uh, yeah, if that's the other thing too, is that you, if you can hint at stuff, maybe. Yeah. But also, we can talk about them maybe in a little more detail, let's, just because we're doing pretty good time wise. So let's see if you get this one. <laughs> mayday, Mayday. <laughs> uh, are you talking about talking about Top Gun? The triangle <laughs> oh yeah yeah, yeah. That, i was talking about that one as well <laughs> yeah yes was, i was gonna yeah. say the same thing without spoiling that, that whole sequence is so good that, yeah go that ahead. is the point when like that movie just went over the edge and i was just like on the floor <laughs> <laughs> yeah yes i love so, that scene because so it's hilarious it's horrifying it is gut wrenching and stomach turning uh i can't think of it i don't know if i can laughing it's yeah if i can't should i be laughing should my job be on the floor am i a bad person for laughing like all of that is is tied up it's a some something is cathartic about it uh because we're seeing some people who are not so great suffer a little bit so yeah yeah. but also just the way it builds so gradually too and because i i didn't even watch a trailer for that before i watched it Uh, yeah i Um, avoided everything about that movie (laughs) and it's sort of like as it starts and you're like oh i see where this is going oh my gosh it's going to be so much bigger and crazier than i ever thought and then it, where where it goes with like the the intercom stuff is so wild too just if you like, haven't seen the- <laughs> just, it's like it's like a, a, the movie is at like the poker table and you, you think that it's all in but it just like keeps pushing more chips out into <laughs> the more, middle more, of the more. table like upping yeah. the ante oh my gosh. <laughs> it was like you just your, your mind just like keeps like exploding <laughs> if you haven't seen triangle of sadness and you have no idea what we're talking about uh it's a big kind of spoilery kind of thing so just watch the movie Do it's really good a favor and yeah. you will laugh a lot <laughs> I, I think that movie doesn't work for everybody and that maybe that sequence is part of the reason for that. It works so well for me though. Like that landed oh, yeah. so hard. I love that scene. Good choice. <laughs> um, <laughs> going in a different direction in all quiet on the Western front. I love the, and this, so I had read the book in high school, but barely remembered anything. And I think I'd seen, there's like a seventies American version of the movie. That's not the best. Uh, this one's much better, I think. Yeah. But the scene I remember from the book is when he's trapped in the foxhole Again, I don't necessarily have to spoil exactly what happens, but he's there with, uh, so he's a German soldier and he's there with a French soldier and they're kind of stuck together. Mm. And it just like, in general, the movie, um, 
it pauses to let you see the humanity of it, oh, yeah. everyone you know, in a way that's so heartbreaking. Like there's so, like, they just jump into a trench and he's about to kill somebody. But like, we get this moment of like fear in his face. And there's lots of those things where it's, they, it doesn't allow the, the, you know, the enemy to be just mindless, faceless soldiers. Like yeah. these are people, these are people that are dying. And that, that scene in the foxhole, which is like, I guess two thirds of the way or so mm-hmm. is just, yeah, really heart, heart wrenching. And, uh, really well done i think from a from a writing standpoint and from a performance standpoint as well so yeah that's my that's my all quiet on the the western front scene what's uh what's next on your list um and these are not in like any particular order yeah me either i have one i'm gonna kind of end on uh but yeah uh robert eggers he uh he taught me like how i want to leave this world naked <laughs> and a volcano with a sword in my hand like, dueling with <laughs> that's 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 the way it's got to all end for this guy like... to Valhalla. There you go. yeah uh, oh man yeah, that's a great that's a great a great ending to that movie <laughs> yeah. um epic yeah. epic battle epic death just like yeah, i think you texted me when you watch it you're like this is the most epic thing i've ever seen in my life <laughs> it, yeah it really is it's so good um that's good the scene let's see so I have two scenes from the Fablemans that are sort of tied. Um, one is just, and I don't have to go into detail, but like the hallway scene at the end mm-hmm. after he's shown his film and he's, yeah. he's like talking to this guy who they've had a really contentious relationship and that the connection they form is really interesting and I think really well done. But the scene that I always think about is when he's in the bedroom of his, his new girlfriend and they're talking about Jesus. Oh, <laughs> man. That whole sequence is that, so funny to me. And that's the one I, I always think of from that <laughs> movie. I mean, there's so many good scenes in that movie. Yeah. Also the scene where he's uh, without spoiling, he's editing his footage and discovering oh, yeah. something. That's a really well done sequence. I think as well. I mean, when he's showing his films and like his war films and like the audience is reacting, there's yeah. like multiple things of that. And it's so good every time. So yeah, I really like the Fablemans. There's a lot of good stuff there. What's next yeah. for you? Um, let me see that. Yeah. The, the Rooney Mara and Ben discussion and women talking like that whole sequence of them having that discussion. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. was really, really powerful stuff. Um, you know, just, just coming at it from my own perspective and my own, you know, experiences with religion. Like that was really kind of a, yeah. again, going back to like the, the analogy of like the sucker punch where you're just like, Oh man. And it could mm-hmm. be a, a matter of like timing where just like where I'm at in my life that, you know, strikes me a little bit harder than, than, uh, you know, would maybe somebody else, but, uh, you know, that's the, the, beautiful thing about cinema is that like it reaches all of us and at different yeah. points and different times and you know, has different effects on us. But yeah, that, that sequence there really, you know, just kind of blew yeah. me away and escalated that movie in my mind like that. Yeah. Look yeah, it that scene is really good. I, when I thought about what scene from that, I couldn't pick one, but yeah, that is a really good one. I also just love the intro where we see, like the voting system. I thought that was such a mm-hmm. great way to, to set the film up, yeah. which I think is straight from the book that it's adapted from. But, Small, but yeah. yeah, so I didn't have any moments from that film on my list here, but both of those are wonderful. Um, next one on mine is from white noise and it's the, the dueling lecture scene. Oh. That made me laugh so hard. <laughs> so in the film, uh, Adam driver is like the foremost expert on Hitler and his friend Don Cheadle in the film is uh, a, a, 
a professor as well and he's like i want to do for hitler i want to do what you've done for hitler i want to do for elvis Elvis, like i want to redefine elvis um so all the academia stuff was really funny but then they have this scene where they're like giving lectures at the same time and sort of like almost dueling and oh my gosh that but, made me laugh so when he was in the when he was positioned in the one windowsill like he was like it's almost like yeah. he was like hovering the way he was like positioned where you like couldn't see his legs and i was like yeah, what yeah, is yeah. happening oh my gosh <laughs> plus it, that was so like, wild yeah the movie goes completely <laughs> off the rails anyway but <laughs> it does yeah i mean there's a lot of funny sequences in that that's the one that i, I keep thinking about i mean the, the final credits is a wonderful sequence i've got well, that one on my list new about. body roomba all the way man that's that's uh, i'm like actively trying to think of a better like credits sequence from any yeah. movie of all time and i'm like struggling <laughs> yeah yeah so if you haven't seen the film it's not really a spoiler but it just it ends with a, a, a great sequence uh, like a dance sequence a dance sequence uh, in a yeah. in a old timey like what like early 90s late 80s grocery store where they got like all these old tide boxes and candy bars and stuff and they're just like (laughs) it's just bananas it is and it's like every film almost is there (laughs) you see over the whole thing and just i I think that was my surprise too it's like okay this is going to end in a second but it just keeps going and it's like so much fun it's almost like a Bollywood movie actually. So that, you know, Bollywood always has the big dance scene at the end. Uh, and RRR has that as well. Actually, RRR is technically Tollywood. It's like the different region or whatever, but, uh, but yeah, it has a great dance scene at the end too, which is not on my list, but yeah. I showed it to my kids and they just like kind of looked at it for a while. Like my my (laughs) 10 year old with autism was just kind of like staring at the screen. Like he wasn't sure what he was watching. Then he eventually like started to start smiling like a big grin, like a beard on his face. And and so, yeah. Such a joyful, joyful ending to that weird, weird movie. Yeah. And LCD sound system. I've, I was a big fan of back in the day. And so it's great to hear a new, a new track from them too. Yeah. Great song. Look up new body Roomba. Yeah. next on your list uh pete davidson opening a wine bottle <laughs> yes we can maybe say no more but that's a really good say one. no yeah. more go watch bodies 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 it's great yeah, that's a great film <laughs> um let's see my next one oh triangle of sadness we already talked about um in the movie after sun this is a different timber as well but uh the karaoke scene i thought was really really just so wistful and emotional to where she goes and she sings uh uh losing my religion and Mm. she really wants her dad to come sing with her and he won't and it's so it's kind of encapsulates i love when a musical sequence can kind of punctuate the drama of something and sort of Mm. give us a new feeling and that that's exactly what that film needed i think at that moment does a really good job of that so yeah i love that one uh what's next for you uh, one of the scenes I wrote was uh, was actually from the uh, the documentary, the Fire of Love, like mm, nice. that we uh, we were just talking about it a minute ago. Um, the one sequence that just I think it's the one that's on the poster. And uh, for any of the listeners that haven't seen the movie yet, um, to like describe it, like I, 
it's, it's kind of indescribable, but like imagine like somebody standing in front of a sprinkler only instead of droplets of water. It's like mm-hmm. these car sized chunks of lava. And it's just this like mm-hmm. volcano sprinkler behind, uh, you know, the, uh, one of the, uh, one of the couple, I think, was it him or was it her that was standing up on the, on like kind of the, I'm not sure. Food? Are they wearing the metal suits? Yeah, they've got the suit on. Yeah, yeah. So I don't. Yeah, so you can't tell who, which who it is. You know yeah, who, who it is. But uh, yeah, they're just standing. You know, I don't know how many hundreds of yards from this vol- mm-hmm. like volcano that's just spewing up magma and lava right yeah. behind them, and it's just breathtaking footage. It like is. out of all the out of it's all incredible. the movies. I mean, again, you can you can Avatar was fantastic. I've got that on my on my favorite movie scenes basically the whole movie of avatar is just unbelievable, mm-hmm. but it's all CG and it's all, you know, computer generated stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's incredible, but fire of love is real. Like yeah. that was a real person yeah. standing there at, you know, that point in time with that mm-hmm. happening behind him, And it's unbelievable footage. Um, mm-hmm. So I just wrote that down as like one of the most memorable yeah. scenes of the year, in my opinion. I love that too, because because you see at a certain point you see multiples of them in that that weird space suit yeah. looking looking thing, and there's the the music in that film. I think it's the the electronic group Air it does the music, and just such an eerie, like otherworldly feeling yeah. in that sequence in particular. Yeah, that's a great a great choice. Um, I tried to think of what one thing from RRR and. The final action sequence, I think, is really great. The initial meeting between the the two men is fantastic, and it's so over the top and silly. And like they, after they save the day together, having never spoken to each other, they like high five underwater. They're just like running towards each other underwater. It's like yeah. it's wild. <laughs> but my favorite thing in that whole movie is. So I mentioned there's a dance sequence in the credits, as you'd expect with the Indian movie. Mm-hmm. But there's also another dance sequence early in the film that. I think it's not too, not too. And it's at like a party and it just made me so joyful. It's like, <laughs> it's because it's also sort of an act of rebellion uh, because they're the British colonizers are there. And I mean, it's very over the top with that too. Like the colonizers are always so, you know, over the top evil, but um, they just kind of show up and do their traditional dance. And it is incredible and uh blows all the white guys out of the water kind of thing it's a it's a great sequence so that's my choice from rrr you any more uh yeah i've got a couple more four or five more yeah like i said basically the entire movie of avatar is just like Mm -hmm. every sequence after sequence of just incredible visuals um the finale of resurrection. I can't say anything more about it because it's, you haven't seen it. And unless your listeners have seen it, they know what I'm talking about. It's just, it's a slow burn of a movie. Rebecca Hall's given it her all. And then just like, it leads up to the a final sequence. And I guess what's just like a hotel room. And, uh, I think the, uh, the, the guy that plays across from her is, um, Roth. Is it Tim Roth? Tim Roth. Yeah, I think yeah. that's right. Um, and and so he's uh, he's like kind of the main um, antagonist uh, that's kind of like this person uh, from her past that's uh, kind of like coming back to haunt her kind of a deal, and you don't know like how much of it is based in reality until mm-hmm. this final sequence uh, in this hotel room, and it's just like 
mind blowing. <laughs> wow, wow. It's, 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 it's a wild, it's a wild ride. It's a trip. <laughs> um, but it was definitely one of the sequences that I remembered when I was thinking back through the, uh, what I'd watched all year. That one nice. stood out. Yeah. I had just uh, three or four more quickly in bodies, bodies, bodies. There's like a big dialogue scene towards the uh, middle two thirds of the way, which has things about making a podcast is really hard. Like yeah. that whole scene is so funny. Oh, yeah. And then um, when they find out, she listens to my podcast. She hate listens to your podcast. <laughs> the worst. Uh, it was so funny. Any, I guess podcast jokes just make really. Yeah. Funny. Um, I love in turning red again without spoiling anything, but there's sort of a an astral realm where they go see the ancient like a forest scene. Mm-hmm. The second time they go there, and there's more than just her character there. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was a beautiful scene. Sort of an inner child kind of thing happening there. Um, in the movie X, I love the sequence where, so, I mean, it's a, it's a wild movie. It's about this group of young people going to make an adult film. Um, but there's a, a scene in the, towards the middle uh, where um, one of the characters is really uncomfortable with what they're doing. And they just have this kind of, they hash it out a little bit and have a discussion about like sexual ethics, basically, where mm-hmm. people starting in the film, like, well, here's how we feel about it. And the person who's uncomfortable with it is like, Oh, interesting. And you sort of see just like, and I'm not even going to comment on like what I think this, the healthiest sexual ethics are, but what you <laughs> see in the film is the process of like deconstructing an idea. Like, Oh, I've always believed this, but maybe there's something else that could be possible, which I was like, I keyed into that. I was like, that's interesting. And then they're sitting around in this, this cabin and Kid Cudi is one of the characters. Mm-hmm. And then they're, he pulls out the guitar and he's just kind of strumming. And then they, there's a little mini musical sequence and what is it? It's a song "Landslide" by Fleetwood Mac, oh. which I love as just a you know talking about my own religious stuff, but just a deconstruction kind of idea of yeah. um, having always believed one thing and and how hard it is to let go of that. So I was like, I was just really taken aback by that in this you know this '70s kind of homage slasher mm-hmm. movie that we're going to have this really kind of serious moment uh, and then bring in that song in particular. I was like, Oh my gosh, this is great. So <laughs> love that scene. Uh, and then one more that I think is just one of my favorite things all year is in everything, everywhere, all at once. The, I call it the fighting with kindness sequence where mm-hmm. she, she's working away up the stairs and because she can tap into all these universes, yeah. she, each person <laughs> that she's encountering, instead of just like beating them up, she, knows she learns something that they will enjoy something that will make them happy like this guy has a bad back if i can just do a little chiropractor move instead suddenly he's happy and like this and i think and that's also the scene where she puts the third eye googly eye on Mm -hmm. it is just like the perfect moment where in in the world of this film like seeing with your third eye or in, in a way like being enlightened in a way is is being able to fight with kindness and like that's what uh wayman's character says too is you know i'm not weak because i'm nice you know like that's how i fight and um just a a great sequence of i feel emotionally and thematically everything comes together right there and i just love the image of her with the the third eye and everything so yes that's i think my favorite if i had to pick one out of the whole year all right well i think we've reached the halfway point so we're gonna cut here and uh, tune in next time for the, the second part but uh, so thank you so much Russell for, for doing all this end of the year shenanigans with me this has been great already so what we're going to do from here is talk about our top 10 films of the year so I'm not sure if it'll be a week break in between whatever but tune in next time 
and you will hear uh, more of this conversation. Thank you so much, Russell, for being here. No problem. And with that, thank you. Thank you for listening to Art House Garage. Make sure to tune in next time for part two of our Best of 2022 special. We've got a few years worth of episodes now, and you can hear all of those in your podcast app of choice. Our theme music is by composer Paul Hunefeld. You can learn more at appallingproductions.com. If you want to support Arthouse Garage, become a patron over at patreon.com slash arthousegarage, or find a link in the show notes. You can also buy an Arthouse Garage t-shirt at arthousegarage.com slash shop. If you want to support us without spending any money, leave a rating or review in your podcast app. And that is hugely helpful. Stay in the loop about Arthouse Garage and the films we're covering by subscribing to our email newsletter at arthousegarage.com slash subscribe. Or you can email me directly, Andrew, at arthousegarage.com. And of course, follow on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. Just search at Arthouse Garage in all those places or find links in the show notes. And that will do it for this episode. Thank you again so much for listening. And until next time, keep it snob free. 